Now, this morning, I, I want to share with you, as we've been focusing throughout this Christmas season, on the hope of Christmas, the hope of Christmas. And I want us to look again at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, and we're reading out of the New King James that says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Throughout this series, we've been focusing on the different titles that Isaiah ascribes to the coming Messiah. The one that would be born in Bethlehem's manger as we've sang today. The interesting thing is that Isaiah prophesied of him 700 years before his actual arrival to Bethlehem's manger. And he describes him as one who would be a wonder of a counselor. One who would be mighty, heroic. One who would carry out an exploit, an exploit that would bring humanity salvation. And then he refers to him as the Prince of Peace. And that's what I want to focus on today, the Prince of Peace. Because the reality is that throughout society, in these tumultuous times, people are seeking inner peace. One guy said, my therapist told me the way to achieve true inner peace is to finish what you start. So far today, I have finished two bags of chips and a chocolate cake. I feel better already. <laughs> now, if it was so easy, if it was only so easy, right? There was a widow who had rest in peace put on her husband's tombstone. But then she found out later that he had not included her in his will. So she added to the tombstone, till I come. <laughs> the reality is we are seeking peace today and we long for peace of mind. We long for peace in our relationships with others. We long for peace within our soul. A Christian doctor carried out an interesting survey recently involving his patients. As they waited in the waiting room, they were asked to fill out a little survey on themselves. One of the questions asked was, what is your number one wish? On analyzing the answers, the doctor found that the number one wish of 67% of his patients was to have peace of mind. Peace of mind. I want to make it clear today because it's the truth. It is only through Jesus that you and I can experience peace with God and the peace of God. Let me say that again. It's only through Jesus that you and I can experience peace with God 
and the peace of God. The Apostle Paul points this out first in Romans 5.1 in the New Living Translation. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. Notice, because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. The way to peace with God is to be made right with God. And the way to be made right with God is based on what Jesus Christ has done. That's why the gospel doesn't begin with do, it begins with done. When Jesus said to tell us die, it is finished, he was letting us know through my sacrificial sacrifice, through my voluntarily laying down my life for you, and through my living on your earth for 33 and a half years and being tempted just like you are without sin and then yielding myself as God's ultimate sacrificial redemption offering I now make it possible for you regardless of your past regardless of your sins regardless of your hang-ups regardless of your hurts you can have peace with God you can be made right with God not on the basis of your merit but on the basis of my mercy that I've demonstrated by giving the ultimate gift from heaven and sending him to earth so that you could have a relationship with me and live in harmony with me and live in union with me and have an everlasting life. But Paul also points out it's through Jesus that we can experience the peace of God. In Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Notice, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do you see it? It's not only through Jesus that we experience peace with God. It's only through Jesus and in Jesus Christ that we can experience the peace of God. So today, it could be that you're going through trial. It could be that you're going through a hard time. It could be that you received some unexpected news this past week. It could be that you're dealing with a family issue that is overwhelming and you're wondering, how am I going to make it? through this. I want you to know God has not left you and I as His children without recourse. We have recourse through prayer. When we call on Him and say, Father, I'm hurting. Father, I'm bleeding. Father, I'm struggling. Father, I don't know how to make it through that. He doesn't leave us in our tears. He comes alongside of us and through His presence He envelops us, embraces us, and infuses us with the divine peace that gives us assurance that we are going to be okay. Woo! Someone noted, peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is knowing the presence of Jesus. Peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is knowing the presence of Jesus. So when we come to this title that's given to Jesus, the coming Messiah as Prince of Peace, this title tells us three things about Jesus or about the Lord. The first thing it tells us is He rules through peace. He rules through peace. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church of Colossae in Colossians 3.15, wrote these words, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. I like the way it reads in the New Living Translation. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Now, interestingly, the word for rule here, it has the connotation of 
and definition included of umpire. Let the peace of Christ umpire in your hearts. How many of you have ever struggled to know what to do even though you're following the Lord? And you're like, what step do I take? What decision do I make in, in the midst of these multiple choices that I have? Well, Paul tells us that one of the ways that God guides us is through his peace. The, you, I'm sure you've experienced it, that you wanted to take a step forward, but there was an uneasiness, there was an apprehension, and you just couldn't shake it off. And, and no matter what, you would, you would pray, you would seek God, and still you, you, you felt like, oh, no, no, that's God's peace telling you no. No. But then there are times when in spite of what's going on on the outside of you, in spite of how overwhelming and how difficult the situation is, there's this abiding peace inside that says, move on, move forward, take that step, dare to risk. And you're like, what's going on? God's letting you know through his peace, it's safe to proceed forward. But yet on the outside, what's telling, what it's telling you is no way. There's no way you're going to make it. There's no way this is going to work out. But inside, you just can't explain it. But as they say, you know that you know that the Lord is saying proceed forward. That's what Paul is saying. Let the peace of Christ, let it umpire in your life. If it's abiding, if it's remaining, if it's bringing rest to your soul, you can Rest assured that you can proceed forward in confidence. In one Peanuts cartoon, Lucy says to Charlie Brown, I hate everything. I hate everybody. I hate the whole wide world. And Charlie says, but I thought you had inner peace. Lucy replies, I do have inner peace. But I still have outer obnoxiousness. <laughs> the truth is that when Jesus, peace reigns within, it will help keep the outside storm from becoming an inside storm. When the peace of Jesus rules in your life, what I'm telling you is, if His peace reigns in you, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. In your soul, you can say, it is well, it is well. Why? Because you know you're not traveling alone. Jesus is with you. Jesus is your Lord. Jesus is your guide. Jesus is your peace. So He's He reigns through peace. Prince of Peace also tells us, that he's the God of peace. He's the God of peace. The writer of Hebrews, at the end of the letter, penned these words in Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. Now may the God, notice, of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. Notice, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ. Every good thing that is pleasing to Him, all glory to Him forever and ever. Amen. Don't miss what He's saying. He's saying the God of peace, because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, has made it possible and positioned you to be equipped with everything you need for doing His will. Don't miss that. Because Jesus came, died, was buried, rose again. Now that you're a child of God, you are in eternal covenant with God. 
And in that covenant, you have the assurance that no matter what's lacking in your life, the God of peace, because of Jesus, will give you what you need, when you need it, so you can continue to walk in the will of God. But watch this. He says, may the God of peace equip you. The word equip, kartartizo, it means, it was used in uh, the, the, the uh, classic Greek language of that day. It was used to describe the setting of a bone back in its proper place. Like a dislocated bone, setting it back in place. It also was used to describe the mending of a net, fishing net, that had become tattered and torn because of the strain and the stress that it had undergone through continual use. There's some of us today that we feel tattered and torn because of the stresses that we've gone through in this year of 2023. There's some of us today that in our soul it feels like something has been dislocated because of the bumps and the bruises and the hardships that we've experienced during this season of 2023. But I want to say to you, you are not hopeless and you are not helpless child of God because the God of peace, he's able to set back in place, in proper place, what has been dislocated you may feel right now uh, my soul is dislocated but let me remind you what the psalmist said he restores my soul, it doesn't matter how battered or bruised you have experienced yourself undergoing in life's trials and tribulation and even though things seem out of whack, out of order, and because of the stress and the strains that you have dealt with, you feel like, ah, I've been stretched beyond measure. I've been stretched to the point where things have been tearing up in my life, but the God of peace, because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, He's not going to leave you tattered and torn. He's not going to leave you busted up and, and disgusted from the floor up. He's going to renew you. He's going to restore you. He's going to remake you because he is the God who is faithful to the covenant that he's established through his son, Jesus Christ, with you. Someone noted peace with God brings the peace of God. It is a peace that settles our nerves, fills our mind, Floods our spirit and in the midst of the uproar around us gives us the assurance that everything is all right. Now there are thousands of people that every year they visit Winchester Mansion in San Jose, California. The massive massive structure was built by Sarah Winchester the widow of the gun company owner, for 38 years, from 1884 until her death in 1922, the house was under constant construction. Teams of carpenters, masons, and other workers were employed around the clock. Various stories have been told about the reason for this unusual practice. Most center on Mrs. Winchester's belief that she was either haunted or would be haunted by the various ghosts of those killed by her husband's weapons unless she kept building her house. Others claimed that she thought she would not die 
as long as building continued. Whatever the reason, she continued ordering more renovations and construction as long as she lived. There are more than 10,000 windows in the Winchester mansion. Doorways and stairs that lead to blank walls and some 160 rooms in total. It is estimated that she spent more than $70 million in today's money on largely pointless construction. All in a desperate search for peace that was ultimately doomed to fail. Many people today are seeking peace through equally fruitless means. They turn to pleasure, drugs, alcohol, immorality, wealth, and other dead-end revenues or avenues. Like the staircases in Winchester Mansion that lead nowhere, pursuing such paths will never bring peace. Instead, we find peace when we follow the path That God has laid down in His Word. That path always leads to the person who is called the Prince of Peace. So today I want to help you avoid ending up at a dead end. Because you don't have to figure your way to God. He made the way in the person of Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And today, if you'll just call on Him, you will experience the God of peace, giving your soul the rest that you long for and the assurance that your life, in spite of its brokenness, can experience wholeness today. He's a God of peace. And one more thing that this term, Prince of Peace, title, Prince of Peace, reveals about Jesus. He's the Lord of peace. He's the Lord of peace. Of peace. The Apostle Paul wrote in Second Thessalonians 3.16. Notice. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace. Notice when. At all times. And notice where. And in every situation. The Lord be with you all. How many of you would like that kind of peace? That no matter what kind of season you're in, there's peace. No matter what situation you're dealing with, there's peace. Well, the Bible says something very important. It calls him the Lord of peace. Why is that significant? Because it's telling us he has the monopoly on peace. He's got the monopoly on peace. You want peace? You can only find it in one source. You want the kind of peace that will sustain you and give you blessed assurance in the middle of any type of circumstances or in any type of season that you're going through? It is found in the Lord of Peace. But watch. He's not going to give it to you through an Amazon driver. He's not going to deliver it to you FedEx or US, uh, UPS. No. The Lord Himself will give you this peace. He'll show up when you most need peace. He'll show up when you're most struggling. He'll show up when you find yourself at your lowest. He'll show up when you most need Him in a circumstance that is overwhelming and seems to be overcoming you. He Himself will show up. Notice what it says. He concludes it by saying, The Lord be with you all. What's Paul saying? Peace is found in the presence of Jesus. 
And then Isaiah said this in Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace. In Hebrew, shalom, shalom. All who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. You will keep in shalom, shalom. You will keep in wholeness. You will keep in completeness. You will keep in full assurance. Those whose thoughts are fixed on you. When you make up your mind, I'm not going to let my mind run wild because you understand as a child of God that you will experience like everybody else, whether they follow the Lord or not. Initially, when you receive a bad report, you will experience fear rising. You will experience anxiety rising. You will experience struggling with doubt in your soul. But here's the difference. Paul says, as a child of God, you are not without resource because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. If God has equipped you with weapons, what are those weapons? The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, when you begin to implement these weapons, what happens is you take captive every thought. You take out, you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When you recognize, I'm not a victim, I am victorious because of Jesus. When you recognize the Lord of peace is Lord of my life, and in spite of the fact my mind is running wild, I exercise the weapons of my warfare. I serve notice on that thought of fear. Jesus is my Lord, and my Lord has not given me a spirit of fear but of power, love and of a sound mind Woo! oh I'm telling you when you decide in the middle of that storm I'm not a victim to the winds and the waves that have risen against me and I'm not going to let fear take over because fear is not my Lord, Jesus is Lord and my Lord says fear not for I am with you be not discouraged because I am your God, I'm going to strengthen you, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to uphold you with my victorious right hand. You see, when you're facing a trial, when you're facing trouble, you need to know the Lord of peace is with you. His presence is there. He told you through Isaiah, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they are not going to overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned. Neither will the flame kindle upon you. What's he saying? Child, son, daughter, you're waterproof. You're fireproof because I'm with you and I surround you with a shield of favor. And no matter what life has thrown at you, I've got you. I carry you. I'm with you. And then Jesus said this, watch this, John 14, 27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Oh, I love the way it reads in the New King James. My peace I give to you. My peace. Think about it. Jesus saying, my peace. What kind of peace did Jesus have? While everybody else was freaking out in the boat? During the storm, what did he do? I don't know if he snored because he was Jesus. I know. <laughs> but the Bible says he was deep in sleep. So much so that they had to wake him up. And the storm was raging and everybody was panicking. Don't you care? And Jesus just gets up. Shh, to the winds and waves. Shh. There was a calm. 
He was at peace in the middle of the storm. But then watch. When he gets to shore, he's met up by a man possessed by legions of demons. What kind of peace did Jesus have? Did he say, uh, guys, back in the boat. We need to listen. No. He faced that demon-possessed guy head on. Set him free. That's the kind of peace Jesus says, I give you my peace. It's a gift for you. This question was once asked. If you could choose what you want most in life, what would you ask for? The most common answer was, you guessed it, peace. Peace. People want peace in their marriages, families, workplaces, country, and world. Our country has some of the best medical and psychological treatment centers, highest educational institutions, and worldwide communication abilities. Yet with all of these things, most people are yet without true inner peace. The results are devastating. Broken marriages, split families, hatred, rebellion, financial anxiety, and a country that's unsettled. The world will offer you peace through many forms of escapism. Drugs, alcohol, immoral relationships, constant entertainment. It is sought through all forms of pleasure, self-satisfaction, and even positive thinking. Many believe that peace is defined as the absence of trouble. They refuse to face the problems in their lives, believing that this is finding peace. The world, however, has never had or held the answer to true peace. But here's the good news. You can choose to have true peace. True peace does not come from man. It comes from God. Paul made it clear in Galatians 5.22 when he said the fruit of the Spirit is also peace. You only get this through God's peace. And this peace means to be in harmony with God. To be bound, joined, and woven together with God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. It also means to be assured of, confident of, and secure in the love and care of God. There is a consciousness and a sure trust that God will guide. He will strengthen He will sustain, He will encourage, He will provide, He will deliver, and He will safely and completely save those who seek Him with all their hearts. This supernatural peace comes first and foremost from receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. And second, it comes from the knowledge of God's Word. The Apostle Paul knew this peace. That's why I've quoted him throughout this message. He suffered greatly because of his love for the Lord, love for God's truth, and because of his commitment to the commission given to him by Jesus Christ. Yet in all this, his heart was kept in perfect peace. He had been in prison. He had been stoned. He had been left for dead. He had been scourged by the Romans. And yet, notice what he said in Romans 8, 28, And we know that in all things... 
God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Notice here the conditions for knowing God's peace. First, you must love God. Second, you must be called according to His purpose, which means fitting into His plan and into His perfect will for your life. But unfortunately, most people reject out of selfishness, surrendering themselves to the Lord, and they choose the lust of the pleasures of this world and instead of the fact, under, under, uh, 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 embracing the fact that Jesus points out, I give you the only kind of peace that's abiding. It's not the kind of peace the world gives. I give you my peace. The world's peace is temporary. My peace is eternal. So today, I want you, if you don't know Jesus Christ, to take the opportunity of receiving the inexpressible gift of God, of salvation through Him. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, some of you are going through times where you need the peace of God right now. The good news, it's available because of the Prince of Peace. This past year, a voice for God and a servant of the Lord passed away. His name was Tim Keller. He was a pastor in New York. And he made a powerful statement. He said this, If Christmas is just... A nice legend, you are on your own. But if Christmas is true, then you can be saved by grace. And I'm glad to tell you today, Christmas is not a fable. It's not a myth. God did send His Son as we sang. He so loved our world. He says, I don't want you to stay in your brokenness. I want to offer you the opportunity as the God of peace, for my working that will turn your brokenness into wholeness. I want you to know that no matter what you've experienced, the tattered, the torn, the, the, the fractured, the dislocations of life to your soul, that you can be made whole today. Father, we thank you for your word, and I thank you for the inexpressible gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. I am so grateful, Lord, during this Christmas season that I get to celebrate having received the best gift ever. As one person said today, the gift that keeps on giving, whew, Jesus. And I thank you, God, that regardless of our past, regardless of our pain, regardless of the guilt, the shame that we've experienced in our lives because of choosing to go our own way and making choices that have led to hurtful consequences that today in you and through you and because of you there's a way to experience peace. That we don't have to stay stuck in where we've been. We can experience a new life, a new beginning. Because of Jesus, we can have peace with you. And Father, I'm aware today that there are those in this room that for them, this season is not a pleasant one. Just like we heard this morning at our Cutler campus, a mother is dealing with a straining, tough situation that came unexpectedly just a few weeks ago. And uh, it has 
placed her in need of the peace of God. I'm aware there are others here in this room, in this building, at this campus, who this season is challenging. It's straining. It's stressful. They're dealing with issues in their own lives, in their families, in their marriages, maybe even at work that are stressful, that are straining, that are tugging and pulling them to the point where they feel, uh, I'm going to break. And yet, you, the God of peace, are ready to equip them with what they need when they need it. And you're here ready to give them the peace of God. Right now, I'm going to ask those prayer leaders that you join us up at this altar right now. Just come and stand. Because I'm making a call to two different types of groups here today. There's some of you that you would say, Pastor Angel, I know, I know right now I need to have peace with God because in my life right now I need to receive God's gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. I need to make peace with God. I've been far from God and I know it. I need forgiveness of sins. I need to be made right with God and I know it and I want it because I realize it's not through what I do but it's through what Jesus did for me. It's not through my merit. It's through His mercy. And I'm ready. I'm ready to have peace with God. I need it. I'm going to invite you to come. We have prayer warriors ready to receive you. And then there's others of you today that you would say, Pastor Angel, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. But truth be told, this is a tough season in my life. And I need the peace of God. For some, it could be that you too have been dealing with some unexpected news or an unexpected trial and trouble that has risen in your life or in your home. And it's been very stressful. And you need the peace of God to guard your mind because truth be told, your mind's been running wild and it's been wearing you down. You just need that peace of God that will guard your heart and mind and assure you that He's got you. That's you. I want you to come as well. I've asked the team to sing a song that I know reminds us that regardless of what we're going through, we need not fear because Jesus is our firm foundation. And so I'm going to invite you, whether you want to make peace with God, or you say, Pastor, I need the peace of God. Come right now. And I'm going to ask those that are here that are joining me to pray for them. Would you ask them, what do you need? And pray accordingly. Our God is able.